Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Awkward Silences. We're here today with Roberta. Hey, it's good to be here. Got your age here, too. As always, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Special and, to be honest, slightly sad episode because it is our last regular episode with Roberta, but hopefully not our last ever episode with Roberta. And that is because Roberta is moving on to other things. Tell us about it, Roberta. Yeah. My last day with the team is going to be early January. I got this really great opportunity to join the team at Design Department. They do leadership development, training, coaching for design leaders in the space. And uh, coaching is my real joy and passion. I remember interviewing for my role at User Interviews and I I told, I think it was Tucker on the phone. I was like, I was born to be a coach. He's like, mm-hmm. yeah, right. And so, yeah, it's it's definitely bittersweet right now because it's this very exciting thing. But uh, I love the team. So I'm going to miss everyone. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think throughout this episode, we'll probably say a lot of nice things about you. But I do want to just confirm the coaching piece. I feel like half of our conversations have usually had some reference to it. I know you've been doing stuff on the side to kind of level up and build the coaching practice and stuff. So um, when you were describing the opportunity, it did, like, as you were saying it to me, I was like, oh, that checks that box, box, box. So uh, very sad to see you go and all that. But uh, it does seem to line up with a lot of things that have always been very top of mind for you. So, so excited for you as well. Yeah, I appreciate that. It's definitely an awe moment for me personally. I had a conversation with my husband, Scott, actually in January, where I was just, I was talking about like, what are my dreams, aspirations? And I was like, you know, my retirement plan is I want to be a coach. And he asked me the question, like, why wait till retirement? Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know, valid question. (laughs) And uh, since that, things have not been the same for me. So, yeah, it's just you just need one person to ask you like a question and everything can kind of change in an instant. Yeah, why not? You kind of did a try before you buy, like they say, right? To like, yeah do the job you wish you had or, and you have been doing so much of that informally here at user interviews, more formally, you know, extracurricularly. So it's always nice when someone leaves to do something that feels kind of perfect. So our loss, but excited for you, but let's use this as an opportunity to kind of take a walk down (laughs) memory lane. And I don't know, any big lessons or learnings over your time here talking to so many researchers and people who do research? So many. Yeah, I wish there was like a counter, honestly, in my when I first started becoming a researcher and designer, that I could count how many sessions I facilitated ever. Mm. And then like how many at different jobs. I want to say it's probably like 200 people I've talked to at least from so many different company sizes, roles. I think for me, a big one and part of the reason why I'm making the transition too is Every single interview I would facilitate with someone, I just start really broad question, like, Mm -hmm. what's your biggest challenge in your role? And a lot of what I was hearing was just like, oh, it's hard to get, like, buy-in for research. Like, I'm really exhausted. I'm feeling burned out. Like, all these different themes I would hear about, like, self-care, too. And that was surprising to me. It was surprising and not surprising because, like, that's something I deal with as a leader, too. But... Yeah, that was something I wasn't expecting and also part of what is giving me the push too because it's it's a different type of problem to solve than like a software problem. I think like some other things too is just how people are learning. Like that's that's why I took this job, super nerdy. 
people like our customers, researchers are learning in such different ways. Each company is so unique. Each researcher is so unique too. And so that's been really interesting. And yeah, I can kind of keep rambling, but just like internally, so many systems that we've built too. So I'll kind of pause there for now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to think. So you've, you know, you've been with us for, you know, a year and a half, which uh, time is weird because I'm not sure if that seems like a long time or a little time uh, since we've, uh, yeah. you know, done so much together. But um, just off the top, you know, some some of the highlights I think of when I think of your time here, there was obviously just all of the like rigor and leveling up around our research practice when you kind of got plugged in everything. You know, my team, product managers, product designers, historically doing that in sort of scrappy hands-on ways. So, you know, it's a pretty good effect, but I think like seeing, you know, a professional researcher come in and, and level that up has been huge. So that's, that's been really cool. And I know you've done a lot of enablement and education around that as well, internally and externally. I think wrangling our like insight management was, uh, was a big win. Similarly, like we have feedback, passive, active, all these different things coming in that we never quite made sense of or had categorized in a useful way to look for trends and stuff like that. And, you know, recently we've been doing stuff to improve the quality of the panel. And it's been cool to be able to go into that insight library and like actually see like, this trend is coming way down because people are not, compl- you know, it's like, and it uh, is like backs up the quant data we're seeing. So like that stuff's been really powerful. Um, obviously building the team and expanding the number of researchers in the org, doing all this thought leadership stuff with us. Uh, I don't know. I feel like I'm already missing a ton of stuff. Uh, Aaron, you have stuff to add? Well, no, but just to double click, I think that that's the business phrase of the year, by the way. Double click <laughs> into things. But to double click into the first one, just sort of, you know, Roberta, when you came in, you spent a lot of time very intentionally sort of building systems and enablement resources and just different ways to enable others to do research. I think that was one of your very early priorities. And a year and a half later, I like to think you weren't building knowing you were going to leave a year and a half later from the beginning, but it's, it's cool to leave a legacy, right? Like you didn't just do what you were able to do while you were here and that added a contribution and then you left it's more of a loop, right? You created gifts yeah. that will keep giving after you leave. And so while I'm sad to see you go, I think like that is kind of the best thing a person can do when they're building a new function in a company is to mm. set it up so that when you leave, all that work isn't lost. Yeah. So I think to me, that's you know some of the best. And then of course, the insights from the strategic research you did as well have been super valuable. But I think you know, some of those systems and uh, enablement resources and training others so that they can teach others is, you know, what will have the most lasting impact. Yeah, I'm like starting to get weepy. (laughs) It means a lot coming from both of you because you've both been my mentors. And um, as I was onboarding, I took time to understand the needs of the team because that's that's what it's for, like building these systems about our customers and research. It was never for me. It was for the team. And that's always just my hope. Like I started my career in education and enablement because I wanted to enable other people. And my hope always when I go into companies is to build a system that can self-sustain after I leave. <laughs> and I know, Aaron, you said like, oh, you didn't build this. So like with the intention, but that is my intention is to build a culture of learning uh, wherever I go, uh, because communities and cultures can't sustain just because of one person. It has to be the entire system and other teams. And so it, it really means a lot that Like I can step away and other people can step up and 
the rest of the team and the community that we've built together will still exist. And yeah, like you, Aaron, GH, the rest of the team can kind of champion and push that forward as well. And I'll still be here in the background too. Yeah. yeah. Our goal for the episode is to get you to cry. So we're getting there. Yeah. <laughs> that might've been our shot. I don't know if we'll get another one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We should have put, we should have doubled down there. Yeah. Um, no, everything. Yeah. Maybe let's uh, flip around a little bit. Obviously you had some pretty good familiarity with UI before joining, you know, we had caught up uh, a while back, you know, following the pod and some other stuff. What was it like when you first joined in those first, you know, couple of weeks and you're meeting people and going deeper on stuff? It's so funny. We talked about like what's been the biggest surprise in interviewing and everything like that. I vividly remember I hopped on the interview. First, second round was with both of you. And I'm an avid listener of the podcast. And so it was really weird for me to be with both of you at the same time. And like you're speaking back to me and we're interacting in real time. But um, both of you said, you know, insights management and like research repository, we're going to have to do this. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, I can do this. Like, uh, I'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. I had no freaking clue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had no clue how much went into that um, when we finally started to get into it in the team. And it, it's just such a skill and so much involved. I think another thing just I had listened to the podcast for so long. Like I look at old tweets and like each year I would see the tools map coming out and just like, Huge shout out to Erin's content machine that she's created of just like the amazing content that we have and getting inside, seeing the team. Biggest surprise, everyone is wicked smart inside of user interviews. We're super data driven as well. That was Um, a surprise. (laughs) (laughs) It's a surprise in the sense that like you are the same way internally as you exude externally. Because sometimes you join teams and like there's a cultural shift of like, oh, this is the persona that we put off externally. And then internally, it's completely different. But it's like, oh, no, these people are smart. Like, (laughs) I need to step up my game as a leader to like be able to have conversations with the team and impact and lead here. And so that was something new, I think. Another thing that was very jarring as I was learning was just, uh, JH mentioned this, the team was already doing research before I joined. So there was some bad habits. Like there was some just like I was coming in from scratch when it comes to research. Like we didn't have informed consent for when we were doing things. And so as a research leader, I was like, oh, shit, like I got to do this. (laughs) We can talk about it now because we have it. But Yeah, it's just like little stuff like that where like, uh aha, and coming in, it's fun to kind of, you get to build it from scratch, you get to own it and uh, influence the team in that way. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there is, uh, I think there's always that kind of cool mentality. And I think I've had to do this a lot, having been here for a while of being able to reflect on, you know, kind of what got us here won't get us there type of stuff. And Mm -hmm. so like, yeah, we used to do some of our product specs this way or whatever, but it was because we were horribly understaffed and cutting corners or, you know, Mm -hmm. we used to do research this way. And it's cool to be able to have either people come in and help break those things and and get you to the next level or for the team to do the reflection necessary to identify like, oh, this is no longer serving us. We need to, you know, change this or evolve it or throw it out. Um, So I think it was cool. Like when you have somebody like in your role come in that can kind of be that change agent, see things with fresh eyes, that's a really like powerful way of of doing that. So that was, uh, that was great. Yeah. I was thinking about what you were saying about us being smart. Thanks. Um, (laughs) But Recently, I've had this experience, which is like old school user interviews to me of, you know, let's call it intellectually curious people, like not knowing the answer to something and just Mm -hmm. like trying to figure it out. And I don't think Mm -hmm. there's anything more satisfying than that. Like, 
coming to a difficult situation with like a lot of humility and curiosity Mm -hmm. and trying to figure it out together. I think it can be really hard to approach problems that way when, I don't know, you're busy or feel like you have to have the answer or should have the answer or whatever it is. But I think those are cool moments. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. I would definitely describe our team as curious uh, humble. I was talking to uh, one of our designers today in a session and I was just, I use the term lightly flex. So like our team can lightly flex our achievements. Uh, we're mm-hmm. humble, but we can still own our wins and what we're mm-hmm. good at, which is nice. Um, so that's, that's been fun to see too. Like the, the humble brag sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> like a yeah. Nicer <laughs> <laughs> the, um, yeah. A, a cool thing thinking about kind of your tenure here is I remember early on, as you know, you're getting a lay of the land and kind of doing stakeholder interviews and stuff. There was a couple of times where you would be coming you know, to me or others with things of, I think we should do something like this or proposing like, you know, a multi-week process or whatever. And I, I remember there was like a fun couple back and forth where I would kind of nudge you sometimes of being like, well, you're like the VP, like you can, this might be something you can just decide, or maybe mm-hmm. we can pull this forward. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was cool to see, um, I don't, mean to take credit for that but like just the evolution of like yeah, kind yeah. of the early hesitancy <laughs> that was a light flex i believe uh it was. and uh <laughs> towards like you know more recently like a lot more decisiveness and driving things and mm-hmm. initiate um and i think that's true for anyone coming to a role right you can't come in and be a bulldozer when you don't know how things work but uh just seeing that yeah. growth has been really cool to observe as well i appreciate that um i'd say some of the yeah the most unexpected thing I think during my time here is how much I've grown as a leader. This role was super unique in that I was reporting into the CEO. I was doing, we were doing like go to market pricing research, also like product research and all the orgs that I had been in in the past, I was reporting into like a VP of product or a director of product. And Mm -hmm. it was very new for me, the level at which I didn't know like oh, do I still need, like, how do I work with JH as like a VP of product? How do I work with all these other leaders? And the fact that I could go to the rest of the team and they trusted me and they were just like, Roberta, make the decision. Like, it's you, you own it. And it felt like when you said that a lot of things changed for me. And I think that things like storytelling, the way that I share stories with the team changed, um, how I make decisions, the patterns I was seeing. It was just very unique vantage point that I've been in over the last year and a half that I don't think many research leaders get access to, like being on that executive level, that leadership team level. So I feel like I've grown so much because of it. What are you most excited about for, I mean, you were born to be a coach. You're going to get to do that. (laughs) You're going to get to work with other design leaders. So it seems like there's a lot to like um yeah yeah what are you most excited about on a personal level this will give basil a chuckle the team is very much about like sustainability at design department and it's a four-day work week so uh, uh, <laughs> i was we had a uh, inside joke yeah i was not the person that always submitted that question and for asked me anything <laughs> so rest assured but yeah i'm excited um as a leader we're often there for our teams, I'm excited to take some time back personally, travel some more, still obviously help other leaders. So that's really exciting. Um, I'm going to be continuing my coaching certification. I've been going through training over the last year. So that'll be happening too. And then I'll be able to teach some really cool curriculum about things like authenticity and leading and how do you design alliances with teams and create visions and 
all the really things that get me jazzed up. I'm really excited too to just part of my role is going to be looking at how do you deliver training in a virtual world, which is what I I did my master's and kind of dissertation in. So I'm excited to go back and think about some problems I haven't thought about in a while too, of what does this look like post-COVID now that training and education has shifted a little bit. Um, So yeah. You've been very intentional about your career, right? And I've had quite a a sort of circuitous journey, you could say, but right, like now you're very much Mm in-house leading a team, practicing, practicing being a researcher for researchers, you know, Mm -hmm. so it's all this meta stuff. And you've taught before and worked in education before. And so this kind of back and forth, you know, between practicing in-house and then more consulting and education. I think that's an interesting sort of flow I could see being appealing to some folks listening. And we were just talking about sort of designing your research career yesterday. So yes, I don't know any tips yeah. for, for folks looking to get some insight from how you've approached your career? Yeah, I think um, looking back now, it feels very intentional. In the moment, it, it didn't feel intentional. I mean, I always tried to stick with my intuition on things of if I was in a role and it, something felt off, I would listen to that intuition. Why doesn't it feel off? What energizes me? What de-energizes me? And that's a lot of uh, coaching, like values discovery. Mm -hmm. What values do I have as a person? And then exploring roles that kind of fit those personal values. When I look back at my career, all of the huge job changes that I've made have been because a role has conflicted with a value in some way or a new opportunity has popped up that's like more aligned with those I was going to say so what did we do to piss you off? No you didn't (laughs) piss me off (laughs) it's just that this pushes me closer to like the values and so that's always what I recommend is you know career paths there is not a right one there's this really beautiful Robert Frost quote I believe where it talks about if the path ahead looks clear you're probably walking in somebody else's path I don't, I might be misattributing. Is this about the roads be. diverging in the forest? Is that a different one? It's a different one. But essentially, like, if the path ahead of you looks very clear, you're walking in somebody yeah. else's path. Yeah, make your own path. Yeah, that makes sense. Make your own path. It's really scary, really exciting. It's the blessing and the curse of career development. I tell that right. to people all the time. Yeah. But yeah, figure out what drives you, what motivates you. Uh, you'll know it. You'll sense it. Research um, yourself. Yeah, research yourself. Exactly. Yeah, there are there are lots of great books and exercises and stuff on this that, uh, you know, if people are listening that you should definitely check out. I know the one I've really liked is uh, Designing Your Life, I think is the name. It's mm-hmm. the the Stanford uh, people that wrote it. Mm-hmm. Um, it has some cool prompts in there and some ways of like doing some exercises to reflect on, you know, what you value in your personal life and health and financial stuff. And, and it does kind of give you it doesn't give you the the answers or the path, but it gives you some things to think about of, oh, I'm feeling a little undersatisfied here. And so something that you know, would give me these types of opportunities or these types of growth, you know, potential paths, like those are exciting to me. So I'm sure there's a bunch of other great ones, but uh, it is, it's worth the reflection. You, you, and it's, you know, it's almost New Year's. So, um, or it's, I don't know when this is airing. It's around New Year's. It's a good time to do <laughs> reflections. So. I know, Roberta, you've been involved in being part of some research communities. I think you started. I did. I did. Yeah. Um, about, about, I don't know what the future of those things look like in your next role or, just any thoughts yeah. on folks 
listening that want to be part of some research communities. Yeah, yeah. When I joined my role at user interviews, I knew that like I would need my tribe of people. What is the support system that I need to be successful? Like I need a therapist, I need a personal coach. And then one other thing that I thought I needed was like a group of other research leaders that I could connect with. And so I created a group and it's about 12 research leaders. We meet once a month and discuss like different topics. It's been really great. I don't know what's going to happen with that community yet. I uh, actually reached out to someone. They know. They do know. Um, I reached out to someone to see if he'd like to take it over and kind of reimagine. We'll definitely be meeting in some capacity next year, but it'll shift in form. I'm a part of a lot of online communities like research ops, mixed methods, learners. I'm going to stay involved in that as well. But one really great community uh, design department does have online events that they do for leaders. They have like open spaces on Twitter and stuff like that and topics. So there's things out there depending upon what you're looking for. I miss Twitter, honestly, because that was a huge place where I used to go. But TBD, what it'll be like next. Yeah, exactly. TBD. Anything could happen with Twitter. Don't really yeah. Yeah. Yet. Wild West yeah. over there. For sure. Nice. Do you have any, you know, it is 2023's looming. Well, you still have your, mm. you know, your research, your full-time research hat on. Any, uh, mm-hmm. any things ahead that you're excited about or think um, might happen or people should be paying mm. attention to? Yeah. I think because of so much of my time was spent on like systems and like insights management, I'm really excited about like machine learning tools when it comes to like repositories and um, pulling out insights Not saying that researchers shouldn't be looking at patterns and pulling things out, but how can we use tools to make it a little bit easier? Like I've used like Sprigs kind of tool in the past to send surveys and then sometimes quantify some of the trends in there. That's really nice. Like how can we speed things up a little? So yeah, looking at like AI and machine learning and how it can help us. What I had, was it ChatGBT? Is that what it's called? GBT, yeah. Yeah, I had it right... um... A screener survey yesterday is blown away by the results. Yeah, it's pretty good. So yeah. good. It's like yeah. the thing yeah, that's tricky about it's survey just... for me for what was it? <laughs> Software engineers uh, with experience in machine learning, and it's like nuts. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, I think the thing just on the quick tangent there is that like it always comes across as sort of like confident and authoritative. So like if you don't know totally. the subject that you're asking about it well enough, you don't know when it's wrong. Like in that case, it was very mm-hmm. like accurate and useful, but. Uh, it's a, uh, it's a good bullshit. Like it just really comes across as being like, this is the answer. You're like, is it? <laughs> uh, yeah. Cool. Uh, how should we wrap this up? What, what else nice, we touch on? Nice awkward silence there to. to yeah. Answer. I'm going to, um, I'm going to tell myself Roberta, that you're running towards a new opportunity and you're not running away from us. That's, that's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> I always say that. Me. I had a conversation with Nabil, VP of ops here. I always ask the same question to people when they transition is like, are you running from something or towards something? And it's definitely towards something. So I know we'll keep chatting. We'll be connected still. So it'll just look a little different. Thanks for everything, Roberta. See you on the yeah. other side. Yeah. Excited for yeah, the next few weeks. Should wrap both. things up.